0: Edith Goodnow isn't in the country anymore. She's in town now, in the hospital, lying there in that white bed with a needle stuck in the back of one hand and a man standing guard in the hallway outside her room. She'll be 80 years old this week, a clean, beautiful, white-haired woman who never in her life weighed as much as 115 pounds, and she has weighed a lot less than that since New Year's Eve. Still, the sheriff and the lawyers expect her to get well enough for them to sit her up in a wheelchair and then drive her across town to the courthouse to begin the trial. When that happens, if that happens, I don't know that they will go so far as to put handcuffs on her. Bud Seeley, the sheriff, has turned out to be a son of a bitch, all right. But I still can't see him putting handcuffs on a woman like Edith Goodnow. On the other hand, I don't suppose Bud Seeley ever intended to become a son of a bitch at all. As late as nine days ago, he was sitting on a bar stool at the lunch counter in the Holt Cafe. It was Friday afternoon. It was about 2.30, that slack time that comes every day for him when he's got all his paperwork filled out, when there isn't a thing more for him to do, except wait for the high school kids to get out of school so they can begin to race up and down Main Street or drive out onto U.S. 34 and cut cookies on the blacktop. So Bud had time. He was relaxing. Already he had eaten his butterscotch pie, and Betty had cleared his plate. Now, while he waited for a second cup of black coffee to cool, he was turned around on the barstool, so as to front the men who sat opposite him in the booths. The men had come in earlier in their town pants and adjustable caps. Two or three of them had slapped him on the back, like they do, and they had all taken their places on the other stools or in the nearby booths so they could hear the talk and keep current. Most of the talk that afternoon was Bud's. He was telling them a story. I believe most of the men had heard this particular story at least twice before, though I doubt that any one of them would have thought to stop him from telling it again since the one thing they all had too much of was just that, time. I mean, two or three had already retired from the work they had never gotten around to beginning. At any rate, the story Bud was telling that afternoon had to do with how there was this guy at the National Western Stock Show who was walking around in public with a piece of pink thread tied to himself like what it was tied to was one of the agricultural exhibits in the pavilion hallways. He was sort of displaying himself to folks. That is, until the police collared him and took him to jail for indecent exposure and creating a nuisance. They booked him. A few weeks later, when they stood him up in front of a judge, an old man with wire glasses and no hair to speak of, the judge says to him, "'Son?' I'm going to ask you just one question, and I want an answer. Son, are you crazy? And the guy with the pink thread says, No, sir, I don't believe so. And the judge says, Well, then, are you just half crazy? And the guy says, But Bud never got to say this time what the guy says, because just then someone walked into the Holt Cafe that neither Bud nor any of the other men knew. He asked which one of them was the sheriff. One of the boys pointed to Bud. It turned out this new man was a newspaper reporter from Denver. He had just driven into town. At the police station, they had told him that he might discover the sheriff at the Holt Café, and he did. So I dated about then, a little after 2.30 on a Friday afternoon in April that Bud Seeley started seriously to become a son of a bitch. Because in a few minutes, Bud and this Denver man went out to the town's cop car. They drove off up Main Street. And I don't guess they had driven long or far before Bud gave them the 50-pound bag of chicken feed that had been knifed open and laid in easy access for the six or seven chickens, laid just inside the chicken coop, where it wouldn't get wet or snowed on. That was not enough, however. That did not satisfy him. The man from Denver wanted more than just chicken feed. So Bud turned off onto one of the residential streets and drove a block or two under the budding elm trees risen along the curb, and then on Birch Street or Cedar, he gave him the dog, too, told him how the old milky-eyed dog, which had never been tied up before, had nevertheless been tied up that particular December afternoon three and a half months ago, and again within easy reach of several days' food and water.